Welcome to C3 Church Tugra. You're about to hear a message from our senior pastor, Julie Oldfield. Get ready to be inspired to live your best life. Right. Yeah. See, God uses our pain, our stuff, and we think, 
Once I get rid of that, then God can use me. What about if that is your key in? Amen. What about if that's the very thing that's going to get you in the door? Right. Huh? What about if you were planted on this earth in your mother's womb, and you just go, oh my gosh, that couldn't have been the plan of God. That couldn't have been the plan of God. To put me into my mother's womb, into my family, into my mess. Some of you would say that. But what if you were put there to change generations to come? Yeah. What if right. you were the seed that God plants in the midst of that cycle of abuse, that cycle of addiction, that cycle? What if you're the one? Right. says it stops here no more. It stops with me. What if you are the one? The whole of the universe. The whole of the universe. Listen to me. The whole of the universe. All of creation is groaning. Everything's happening. You think God is focused on the evil? He's not focused on the evil. He doesn't give a rip about that. He can just go like that and it's God. He can just go, it's God. But he chooses to partner his sons and daughters as a father. He's choosing to partner with his sons and daughters and say, come on, let's do this together. Come on, I put it in you. It's all in there. What are you going to do with that which I have given you? How is it going to go for you when you stand before him on that last day? And he put everything inside of you that you need. But you go, oh, no, that's my weakness. Oh, God, in my weakness, he is strong. I will boast about my weakness. Because in my weakness, I am so dependent on God. It's the place of your greatest weakness that will use you the most. Right. We wait till we get fixed. We wait till we're strong enough. We wait till that weakness is gone. And then we're unusable because we get proud. Oh, I want to use you now on your weakness. Mm. Amen? Mm. So true. Listen to me. This is a very important statement. I want you to take it in. Your destiny was chosen by God. Everyone say yes. 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 But its fulfillment is decided by you. We have a free will and we can choose. We can choose to stay with the pigs and the slop or we can choose to turn around and run back to our father's house and be clothed with honour and royalty with a ring to do business in the father's name. We have a choice. Amen? Right. Fulfilling
because he wanted his heart to be so pure before God. You know, you look at your dog head instead of saying, oh, idiots, they undercharge me. Woohoo, it's my day. I've actually gone up, back up to town and said, excuse me, you undercharge me. It actually is $5 more than what this docket says, what I have. They go, oh, why would you do that? You know, because I'm a Christian and I love God. And you deserve that money. You work hard for it. I'm going to rip you off. You know, just those tiny decisions, you'd be amazed how he looks at the heart, you know. If everyone else, the, the world looks on the outside appearance, the world says, the word of God says, but God looks at the heart. He looks at the deepest part of our hearts, the tiny things. You know, the tiny things. Psalm 139. I love this psalm. 
Does God investigate my life? Get all the facts firsthand. I'm an open book to you. Huh. Even from a distance, you know what I'm thinking. You know where I live, when I get back. I'm never out of your sight. You know everything I'm going to say before I start the first sentence. I look behind me and you're there, then up ahead you're there too. Your reassuring presence coming and going, this is too much, too wonderful. I can't take it all in. Is there any place I can go to avoid your spirit? To be out of your sight, if I climb the sky, you're there. If I go underground, you're there. If I fly on the morning's wings to the far western horizon, you find me in a minute. In a minute. No matter where, what circumstance you're in, God can find you in a minute. And in a minute, he can change things. In a minute, he can change your life. In a minute, he can come and, and heal the shattered, broken pieces of your heart. In a moment in time, he can fill you with glory and change your world. In a minute. In a minute, you will find me. You're already there waiting. Wow. And I think to myself, oh, he even, he even sees me in the dark. He even sees me in the dark. He even sees my sin and he doesn't care. He sees my darkness, he doesn't care. He looks beyond this stuff. And at night, he comes and he immerses me in his light. In the midst of my darkness, he comes. He doesn't look at my darkness and point a finger at me and find out, oh, I knew that was in there. No, he sees the darkness in us. He sees our sin. He sees our struggles. He sees our night torture. And he comes and he immerses us in his wonderful light. It's a fact. Darkness isn't dark to you. Ha, ha. There's wow. no darkness in God. There's no shadow of truth. Darkness isn't even dark to God. Night and day, darkness, light, they're all the same to you. Oh, yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking. Body and soul, I am marvelously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation! I am! Ha! Ha! You know the inside and out. You know my every bone in my body. You know exactly how I was made, bit by bit. How I was sculptured from nothing into something. Like an open book, you watched me grow from conception to birth. All the stages of my life were spread out before you. The days of my life all pre prepared before I even lived one day. Before. All the days of my life prepared, written, sealed before I even lived one day. Right. The future is the end trapped in the beginning. Huh. That's pretty deep. Let's take it in for a minute. Wow. The future is the end trapped in the beginning. So, here's an apple. Here's an apple, and to us, to the naked eye, it just is just an apple. But if you cut that apple open, inside the future of that apple is inside the apple. Right. The future is in the sea, and that sea is already a tree. That seed is already another apple. Right. It just got to go through a process. Right. But the seed is trapped inside the apple. And without the process, the seed will fall to the ground and die. 
Yeah. So God places the future of everything inside itself. Think of all creation. God places the future of everything inside itself. So our future is inside us. It's being deposited in there before we were born. Your future is not ahead of you. A lot of people say, the best days are yet to come. Your future is ahead of you. No, your future is not ahead of you. Your future is trapped inside you. Right, right. So true. See, waiting for process. And we pull away from the process of God. You know, so many, it grieves me. So oh. many Christians go to church. And they, they go, and they go through the rituals and routines of church, but they never go through process. And I meet them 10 years later, and they're exactly the same. Wow. They're still an apple with their future trapped. Because they've never had the opportunity to go through the process. Other people are too scared to go through the process. They're too frightened. They're, they're too guarded. They, they, they want, no, I'm fine, just do what I am. I'll be an apple forever. So hold on. <laughs> no cutting me up, you God. There may be seeds in there, but they're mine. They're all mine. <laughs> I'm in, I'm in. lock ourselves away in our, in our pain, in our circumstances, because we're trapped. Our future is trapped behind invisible walls that we put up because of our pain and our experiences and our, and our, our lack of understanding. And if we could just open up to God, He could come in and He could discover who I am. I'm in here. I am in here. You are in there. You are in there. Everything is inside you waiting to happen. Wow. An egg is a chicken now. It just needs a little process. Right. What came first, the egg or the chicken? Chicken. And an egg is a chicken now. But it just needs a little process. When you approach life through the years, you must remind yourself. If I know something after all these years, I'm turning 60 in a couple of weeks. You! So excited! <laughs> I am! I'm really excited about turning 60. It sounds ridiculous. It's like, yeah, I'm turning 60, I'm turning 60. It's like, but it's kind of like I made it, you know. Uh, <laughs> I made it! So Good. true. And I'm um, still happy, I'm still loving God, I'm 60, and it's so cool. And I've got enough energy for another 20 years to serve him more. more. And so, but when you approach God through the years, if we can remind ourselves that this year is in me. This year is in me. This week is in me. This right. next two weeks, it's already in me. It's already been written. We don't have to face the future or tomorrow with fear, with dread or, or with doubt. Or how is this going to work out? Oh no, no one can fix this. But God has already planned it. How are you going to walk through this? It's already in you. All you're going to do is reach down into the might of God that's inside of you and let it come out. Come on. And walk in the might of God into it. Come on. It's already in me. Like Phil said this morning, David said, Saul, worship God. It's in there. No matter what I'm going through, I know worship is in there. Right. And you command yourself to walk into all that God has for you. This year is in me. There are some things you need to let go of to move into the things that you're supposed to do. Who knows that? Yeah. Yep. 
Huh? Yeah. We go from glory to glory to glory with ever increasing glory into the very image of Christ. Anybody like Christ yet? Huh? Oh, Tony put up his hand. He's doing good. <laughs> we're being changed. And if we're not being changed, if we're not going through this process, then we're stuck. We're just an apple with no use. But all that God put inside of us never gets fulfilled. Don't wait for other people to do what you're supposed to do. There are people right now in your sphere of influence. And you say, oh, if just Pastor Julie was here right now, she could preach one of those fire sermons and get them saved. No, no, if you were there right now, because God put you there, not me. God put you there. What is in you? What seed is in you? What, what destiny and purpose is inside you? What story is inside of you? What testimony is inside of you? What love can you give to this person? Right. What can you say to this person where they will know the love of God? It's in there. The love of God is in there. Come on, come on. There's a world out there dying while we all come and do church. But we are the church and the church needs to go out. Amen? Right. God is committed to the future he has placed in you. Your past has shaped you for your future. How many can say amen to that? Right. Your past has shaped you for your future. How many of you know that we comfort where we've been? Comforted. Comforted. We grieve with those who grieve. We mourn with those who mourn. You know, we're real because we've been through real stuff. Right. And we can get down on the ground with someone and cry with them because we've been down on the ground crying when he prayed with us. We right. know the comfort of the Holy Spirit. We can give that comfort away to someone else who is hurting. In him you were chosen, you were predestined to work out everything in accordance with his perfect plan. Ephesians 1, 4-6, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us. There's a right. lot of talk about predestination. I tell you, you're predestined as into adoption as sons and daughters of God by right. Jesus Christ himself, right. according right. to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, which he made us accepted in his beloved. You are, there's a predestination in you. There's a predestination in you. There's a destiny inside you that's pre. Amen? Right. He knows the end from the beginning. Remember the former things. This is Isaiah 46, 9 to 10. Remember the former things, Lord, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is not none like me. Listen to this. Declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things are not yet done. Saving my counsel, my counsel shall stand and I will do my pleasure. Listen. Okay. Here, this microphone stand here. Okay, this is God. And God comes and he puts your end in place. This is your end. I am God who knows the end right. from the beginning. And then he begins to write. This is the end of the story for this person. And he writes backwards. He writes backwards through time. Till it gets to your beginning. Wow. He 
starts with your end and writes back to your beginning so that everything that happens and he allows to happen and whatever happens in your life will all, call, uh, will all uh, bring you to, what's the word? Huh? Culminate. Right. Thank you. Will all culminate into the bringing you to your purpose and your destiny that is already written. Beautiful. It's already in there. You know, oh, but you don't know me. You don't know what I've been through in my life. You don't know how many people have hurt me. You don't know the pain I've gone through. You don't know, you don't know, you know what family's like. You don't know what my generations are like. You don't know what's been handed to me. Oh, yes, he does. It's all part of the plan. Right. God turns everything around for good to those who love him, for those who are called according to his purpose. Amen. He preset your destination, your future is already finished, and then he backed up where you are now, and he says, all I have to do is get you there, put you through the process to get you where I've already set you to be. Your purpose is your destination. Then he did according to the plan, God has a way to get you to your future. God has a way to get you to your future. And there'll be times where you hear his voice speaking to you. Where you hear his voice speaking to you. And, you know, maybe an altar call, like I'm going to do any moment. Say, you know, come to the altar and let God touch your heart. You go, I hear that voice, I hear that voice, but I'm not going out. I don't want to be in front of people. I'm embarrassed. What if God makes me cry in front of people? What if I fall over? What if, it, oh, I need a cup of coffee. I can smell it. And, you know, I'll oh, the kids. I need to get to the kids. And it's a football game this afternoon. And we hear the voice. But right. we make every other excuse not to follow that voice. But God has a way to get you to your future. And he gives you an invitation and if you don't take the invitation, that's your decision. Maybe the football game is more important than your destiny and the future of your life. Right. You choose. His voice is always speaking, encouraging. The voice of the Father urging you on to purpose and destiny. Calling it out from within you. He's calling it out right now inside of you. Isaiah 30, 21. And your ears will hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. When to turn right, when to turn left. You'll hear a voice behind you. But on the road to our destiny, the enemy has placed roadblocks. Who knows that? Right. Ever come up against a roadblock? Yeah. And you're going in your destiny and you're going well. You know, early, and you're feeling like, yes, God's got this. I feel so good. You go, bang. What's yeah. that? And now, now you just want to shrink back. I thought I had it all together, but I haven't. And you know, now, you know, and the enemy comes at that roadblock and he just fills your mind. You're useless, you're hopeless. What about your past? What about your, you know, this, that? I saw that. Oh, yeah, you, that roadblock. Right. And a lot of Christians will stop at those roadblocks. Yeah. I thought we sung a song just then. Right. Mountains bowed down. Right. At the sound of your name. Wow. At the mention of your name. I thought that the Father told us not to be stopped by roadblocks, but to speak to the mountains to move. That's what I thought. Yeah. Right. I thought all power and, and authority has been put inside of us. Right. That when a roadblock comes, we walk through it. I thought that we were given the Holy Spirit. 
that will right. give us wisdom and healing and understanding. If the, if the roadblock is pain, how to get through, how to get healed, how to get touched by God. He's given us His Holy Spirit. He's given us everything we need for this journey, this destiny that He has on our lives. Beautiful. He's carefully placed boulders and walls to stop us reaching our fulfillment as sons and daughters of God. Why? The enemy does not want you to be unveiled. You get unveiled, you're unstoppable. Right. You're unstoppable. You're a world changer. This inside of you is a world changer. Amen. Right. You can be the best mom you can be. You can be the best dad you can be. You can be the best boss you can be. This destiny, this thing inside of you is make you a bigger human being. Come on. Amen. Yeah. God sends his spirit to reveal the hidden roadblocks. He sends his word. Listen. He sends his Right. To reveal the hidden roadblocks. He sends his word. He sends his prophets. And he sends his deliverance. To restore everything back to the original intent that God had. Beautiful. Isaiah 54, 14. God says, rebuild the road, clear away the rocks and stones so my people can return from captivity. Isaiah 61.4, they will rebuild the ancient ruins, repairing cities destroyed long ago. They will revive them, though they have been deserted for many generations. What are the roadblocks in your heart? That stop you from the fulfillment of the destiny of God on your life. The Bible says in James 4 7, what do I need to do about these roadblocks? What do I need to do? Okay, I've got a roadblock, I've got a roadblock, roadblock, beep, 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 roadblock. What do I do? Submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee. Little by little, we take the land of our hearts. Beautiful. Take the land of our hearts back. Little by little, we step into our destiny and our purpose by always staying close to our heart. Hallelujah. The heart is the center of God. It starts with repentance. It starts with realization that, God, maybe I have run away when I've heard your voice. Maybe God, when you called me, I have made excuses. You know, when, when we've got a broken heart and we have we put walls up in our heart to protect us from other people and other things, what we end up doing is we end up protecting ourselves from God. And what do we do then? We just get busy and we get into management mode. We'll do anything that doesn't remind us of the pain. Anything that keeps me from thinking about this pain. Get management, I'll get busy, I'll organize my whole life. Or some people just go, I'll just get messy. Just get messy. Anything that stops me from thinking about this pain, I'm going to put into place. So we need repentance. We need to say, God, I don't want it. I want the walls to come down. Takes a break and then the light 
comes through that hole in the wall. And you go, ooh, I think I can do another brick. I think we can, God. I think we can do another brick. And brick by brick, piece by piece, those walls come down. And every time you allow him to remove a brick, the light of God comes stronger into your life. You can feel it with him. It starts with repentance. It starts with humility. It starts with brokenness. I don't really care what anyone thinks. I'm nearly 60. Uh. Last week I preached at a conference. It was a big break for me to preach with one of the greatest apostles that I know. I actually had the opportunity to stand on the same platform and preach with him. And I thought, oh God, can you just keep me humble, God? And I want this to go to my head, but this is awesome and I love it so much. I was bored with this, you know, and all that. The very next session, the Apostle prays for me, and I am trashed in front of the whole place, wailing, these boys will tell you, wailing in a fetal position for 15 minutes. Do you want to have humility? The very next session, I couldn't get off the floor, and I'm sitting on the floor, and my friends were being prayed for and sung over. The Lord said, go and lay hands on their feet. I said, I can't walk. He said, crawl. All uh, these senior ministers sitting in the front row, and I crawled across the floor. Now, one minute I'm preaching, the next minute I'm sobbing on the floor, the best thing I'm eating dirt. Uh, and I laid my hands on my friend's feet and wept at their feet and washed their feet with their tears. And my friend, who's a senior minister who's been through so much, had an open vision. Of God clothing him in a gold garment, taking off his filthy rags of war that he'd been in. And I didn't say anything. I just ate the dirt. Uh. It's humility. It begins with brokenness. It begins with transparency before God. Today I believe that God really wants to remove a roadblock in our hearts. And I'm going to start with this roadblock here. We're going to start with this today. It's called pain. Have a 
deep loneliness inside of you? Is there loneliness? You know, loneliness. Like you can be a room full of people and you just feel alone still. You feel like no one sees you, no one gets you. And you just feel isolated in a room full of people. What about being starved of love? Were you ever starved of love in your life? What was needed for you was withheld from parents, from those around you maybe. There was a lack of nurture, a feeling of not being safe or protected. Maybe there was no affirmation in your life. Maybe there was bullying, you know, in school and even in your workplace. Maybe accusations. Maybe there's loss or grief or rejection or abuse. What about you've been in controlling relationships and you feel like you just have never been able to get up and be yourself because you've been so controlled by your relationships? What about the feeling of not belonging? You know, I'm in this church right apart and I don't feel like I belong. You know, well, a son and a daughter learns to belong. They experience God. They're transformed. And they learn to belong. True belonging comes from being transformed, experiencing God, transformed and belonging. A lot of churches, they're just trying to make everybody belong. But how can you belong if you don't go experience God and be transformed by His mighty power? That's a loose gathering. That's a kind of fake thing going on there. Because you can only fake it. And it ends up falling apart. But when we experience God, we're totally transformed by His power. We actually belong because we just we just real with each other. We just we're all broken together. We all do the journey together. And that's where true belonging comes from. What about I've never I never feel good enough. I just never feel good enough. No matter what I do, I feel like it's just not enough. And you know what we do? We translate all these things onto God. They may, they may have come from people and circumstances, but we translate all that onto God. God, I'm never good enough with you. It's no use trying. God, I'm lonely when I'm around you. Everyone else feels your presence. I don't. You know, there's all these things where we translate them onto our Father. We hope you enjoyed listening to this message. For more information on what you've just heard or how to visit us, go to c3talgra.org.au. We hope to see you at church soon.